0: Welcome to the Infinite Improvisation Podcast, Adventures in Music and Creativity. And I'm Steve Tressler, reporting from Seattle, and I am joined by my co-host, Lauren Best. All right, Lauren, we're doing it.
1: Yeah, Uh we are here. I am in Owen Sound, Ontario, Canada, on the shores of Georgian Bay. Wow.
0: Cool. So in these first episodes, in this first season, you'll get to know us a bit and find out what this podcast is all about. And yeah, Lauren, why don't you give us a quick version of... Yeah, what you do when you're not hosting a podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm a parent. <laughs> I'm a poet. I'm a musician. I teach piano and voice and ukulele, among other things, and I have a background as an interdisciplinary and community engaged artist. So I was Owen Sound's poet laureate for a period of time and my tenure was focused on children, and I was exploring how to be creative and improvise and use words in new and different ways um, and in combination with music. I also teach uh, every, everything from babies uh, all across the lifespan, and I'm interested in collaboration and creativity in different ways uh, to facilitate musical experiences and uh, to catalyze learning for people.
0: Wow. Huh. Awesome. Well, yeah, my, my background's a whole lot different, which is what will lead to some interesting conversations for sure. But I'm a saxophonist and my background is in jazz and improvised music. And you know, I identify as a teaching artist because I really have dual careers as both a performing and recording artist. And I have a bunch of projects and a few, few records out and also as a teacher. And then the education side, I've really, really committed to teaching musical improvisation, which started with training jazz musicians and jazz programs, but it's really expanded expanded beyond that to helping musicians, some who are very highly skilled at playing their instruments but have only read music off of the page, to find, find ways to get them to start improvising and creating their own music, often outside of a jazz context, and I draw a lot from some improv theater games and some more uh some more open and textural approaches and to build some community through improvisation not just putting people on the spot playing solos but making it a community experience Um, yeah
1: yeah Yeah, i think i think that's one thing when i think about our differences but i think Mm -hmm. about like the the, what's the same between Mm -hmm. us is that kind of looking at community not just community-based experiences but also experiences that kind of create that sense of community or or help cultivate that or build or strengthen or <laughs> uh to on h- how you think about that kind of that kind of thing regardless of whether it's like the setting or 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 the type of the type of person involved
0: absolutely yeah um
1: and i have a background too as a as a songwriter and as a performer but i think i've I, when we've we've talked about how uh, when I've worked with folks, it's often been with non-musicians. I worked with musicians too, but I've I've done a fair bit of encouraging people who are not uh, well acquainted with instruments, or not well acquainted with theater, or not well acquainted with poetry, uh, to get in there and make some art happen.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So today. The, yeah, th- this episode we're gonna be talking about why like why we're starting a podcast why this conversation is important uh and one thing that's interesting about our story i mean lauren and i we just met maybe two months ago and mm-hmm. now we're starting a podcast so like why why was that a good idea why are we yeah why, why like, are we doing this
1: <laughs> why would we do this why would we like and, and also why would we like connect across sort of genres mm-hmm. so to speak right across mm-hmm. um across space and time <laughs> yeah. uh, across uh countries right and uh like why, why would right. we feel that this is that this is important in our very busy schedules?
0: yeah, very busy schedule, and it didn't fit into our five year plans right because no. it's just get, getting it getting it going, but yeah, we met on a it's actually a mastermind talk with some music teachers and other independent business people, and yeah, connected over topic of yeah of, of improvisation and creativity and I think when we had our first conversations, it was interesting because, yeah, our backgrounds are totally different, but there's really a lot of shared values in our practices and how we you know, build community, value, creativity, and mm-hmm. um, students' ownership over their own their own music and just made, you know, and we had, I think, yeah, in our first conversation, we we're, you know, we're going on and on about things and I think you made the comments like, oh, we could talk for an entire, another, you know, we talked for a whole <laughs> podcast episode. And I was like, hmm, actually... Maybe it would be cool to record these, but yeah. What was your, I don't know, your thoughts yeah. on that? Get
1: get I think, if, I think if we like going back to the beginning, right? I think it's that, uh, like when you're in this, like when you're in positions of kind of creative leadership, right, where you're kind of like it's a little bit of alchemy, right, in a way, because mm-hmm. you're you're working with um, with folks in ways that are sometimes seem very intangible, right, and sometimes mm-hmm. on on the flip side, it can seem very like like very tangible um but like you can you learn to spot other people right who have like the same values and like who see that and and Mm -hmm. kind of who see how to work with that and i think um for for me at least right like once once i kind of knew that you were you had the ah it was that it was your book Mm. part of it right is that is that someone mentioned that you'd written this book that talked about creativity and improvisation and so uh i knew someone i knew you were someone who was speaking the same language right Mm. that that wanting to wanting to catalyze that for other people wanting to share and wanting to um help other people have Mm. have those kinds of experiences
0: yeah and that that a lot of the ideas or philosophy we're talking about totally on the same page but our experiences were completely different with who we're, who we're working with. And it was just interesting to hear, um, yeah, your your perspective o- on that. And
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, and like for, for the why for us to talk too, I think it's that, like we talk about building community, right? But I think sometimes like it gets lonely at the top. Um, <laughs> what I mean though, yeah. I, I don't actually mean that the way it, <laughs> it would usually be said. But what I mean is that like when you're in those positions of creative leadership and helping guide people into risk and like, It's a lot of aspects to kind of, to plan for and to like put a lot of heart into. And I think for me at least, like I love talking to other folks who are, who are doing that in terms of like designing that for themselves and for other people, because it can get a little lonely, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like helping, helping kind of take other people into, into risk taking, help them feel safe, like help them, you know, uh, kind of work through what might be really new for them creatively, um. Mm -hmm. And we end up like doing that ourselves but we don't always have like someone to call up right after being like Mm -hmm. hey you know what happens (laughs) like we don't always know a ton of other people i I mean you actually i we both know people who who Mm. do improvise but i don't know if we talk to them as much
0: (laughs) absolutely and you know both of us are involved professionally in music education uh and in some ways, what we're doing is not mainstream at all. So we talk to other music teachers, but a lot of them don't quite, you know, get get what we're doing. A lot, you know, more traditional methods, you know, out of, out of method books and who knows, preparing for auditions and competitions, right? So we can talk to other music teachers, but we're not always on the same page with some of these ideas. So in some ways, well, I'm very involved with a lot of formal music programs, band and orchestra programs at universities and high schools. And... I love being involved with those communities, but I like bringing them something different. I still feel a little bit of a misfit or an outsider, even though I'm I'm there all mm. the time. So this is a good way for us to connect and also to bring together some of these other misfits, or people's like, okay, we don't quite belong, you know, in the you know, not not a perfect fit with mainstream music education, but there's actually a lot of us out there, <laughs> I think. So part yeah. from who we're speaking to.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean I think that brings you know, like that's that really like underscores the why for me <laughs> mm. um, in, in improv in terms of um, trying to provide uh, spaces, containers, like not necessarily physical mm. spaces, right? But um, opportunities, whether that's like people together or whether that's even like over time, right? Like mm. asynchronously, like as someone's working even with their own personal practice, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, To have these kinds of of musical experiences in ways that feel, like, valued and respected and where where we're holding the uncertainty of that, but also holding, like, the fun of that and the play of that and the joy of that, as well as, like, how it can be a powerful tool for learning. Um, I I find a lot of folks I talk to who... uh, went through music lessons as kids and, you know, they're now, like, parents having their own kids go through music lessons or even adults who are taking music lessons. A lot of them have these, like, very traumatic experiences <laughs> when it comes to music. And so I think um, trying to have the other misfits not feel like misfits, mm-hmm. so to speak. Trying to, like, integrate how, how, um, like, to me music, uh, I-, I hope that it-, it becomes more of a welcoming space over time and a, a space where people aren't feeling that shut out or, or, or yeah. like they're misfits in some ways as, as much.
0: Sorry. I wasn't planning on saying this, but okay. Follow, <laughs> but Go, go with me for a second. The, yeah. yeah. The, being the Harley Davidson of music education, just that my, uh, one of my favorite thinkers on Seth Godin, he talks about brands and he says that Harley Davidson is a brand. It's not about a bike. It's about turning people who are outsiders and misfits and you know counterculture suddenly they feel like they they belong to something you know part yeah. of their own group or their or their community not that i'm a biker or anything but anyway i kind of yeah. like that that idea What some different different ideas and communities can can bring together and yeah as you said a lot of people with yeah traumatic music music backgrounds you know having or in a lot of times people just being very much forced into a slot you know one of my colleagues out here randy halberstadt great great pianist and author when I was talking about my daughter starting with piano I talked about kids so often they go up to this piano and they start banging on the keys and you have got this resonating box of sound in front of you like giving you all this feedback and then that's at the moment they close and say no 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 that's not how you do it you know Mm. you need to take lessons and play it the right way and then it takes like 30 years to get that relationship back with this resonating box of wood and strings in in front of you Mm -hmm. you know to um
1: yeah yeah, it's like it. The question almost becomes not just why improvising mm-hmm. or why improvisation, <laughs> yeah. but like why not improvisation? Mm-hmm. Like why? <laughs> when can improvising be like even more than not improvising? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like when can it be like? Can it? Can it um, work in even more effective ways for helping people? You know, learn and explore and. Uh, get the kinds of musical experiences they want <laughs> to, to happen, you know? And I think even within improvising, too, wh- in terms of why the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, um, like, as I, as much as it's kind of like, oh, it's lonely improvisers out there. Mm-hmm. There's, there's also, like, there, there's, there are, improvising is a lot of things. There are a lot of people who Im- improvise, right? But I think for me, part of the why of the podcast is to kind of untangle what's going on with improvisation? How are people teaching this? And like, what are kind of the different ways in, uh, which I think like our are very different backgrounds and kind of how we, how we come into it um, is, is an interesting part of that for me. Um, mm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And in the world, so I hang out in, in the Seattle community, I hang out with lots of, hang out with lots of improvisers and jazz players. And I do a mix of, you know, our more- Classic jazz and some weird stuff and pop and all of that, but as I move into some of these you know music schools or institutions, that's when it sort of feels like, well, the mainstream is we're gonna learn our skills, we're gonna learn how to read and get characteristic sounds on our instruments and be a great ensemble player, you know all skills that are uh are awesome to have, but anything that's okay, we're going to have the students take some ownership over the creative process or we're going to improvise. Well, that might be like a fun enrichment thing if we have time, but we have a festival to get ready for. So mm. then it's very much, oh, this is this thing might be interesting, but we don't, you know, we don't have time for it. So it, it's, you know, the, the why improvise part, at least in the, the musical realm, um, which is interesting that music is an art form where very much there's a lot of musicians who are highly, highly skilled. Um, but in Western music education, maybe the idea of being creative isn't isn't a priority for for a mm. lot of people so you've got a lot of folks where the creative decisions they're coming down from composers and conductors and if we're talking in that in in this in this world where some people don't you know that's a great fit for some people but other people don't necessarily feel like they're fully expressed that they're looking for mm-hmm. something else however that is different you know you're in the singer songwriter world and it's a different you know that's a whole different whole different attitude people have toward you know writing their own music right off the bat. But
1: But I think even in that world, right, part of it for me has become about recognizing music as a commodity, right? Mm -hmm. Music as... uh, So so in the singer-songwriter world, it can very much be like musician as content creator, right? Music as a commodity to be sold. Um, The expectation is often to have... A large amount of upfront investment in time, capital, um, like capital for mm-hmm. production quality. You know, so like make an album, put it out there. But a lot, a lot invested upfront in that, um, and then you know, trans- becoming musician as entertainer, right? Like as a as a service kind of, um, and then you know, licensing music and things like that too. But um, and so there's that side of things <laughs> with music, right? But then. I'm interested in like music as one like uh, kind of a birthright, <laughs> like something that we do naturally. I I worked a lot with babies and young children, and um, like seeing what what kind of is, um, both emerges naturally and what we can what we can encourage in them, right? And also, music as, like a tool, right? Like something that's re- accessible to everyone, right? And how what people want out of music, how people engage with music there are a lot of options there. Um, and as you're saying, the uh, music has a skill. That's another mm-hmm. one, right? Music has like, a music as a measurable skill that we assign, um, uh, like excellence to that we assign like hierarchical, um, mm-hmm. like hierarchical structures and like gatekeeping structures too. Right. Um, versus, Like how can everyone use music Mm -hmm. (laughs) and for me that's a big part of the why right is kind of opening some of those doors both as you're saying for people who are musicians doing Mm -hmm. music all the time but not necessarily having room to to improvise and again i think this is a part of the why for us Mm -hmm. coming together like with our with our different experiences right like both people who are kind of experts in improvising in their own genre Mm -hmm. but maybe like interested in different ways to go about it um and then folks who like aren't musicians at all don't believe they're musicians Mm -hmm. insist they're not musicians but they are actually improvisers and they are actually musical and they do musical things and um like honoring that and working with that yeah
0: yeah absolutely because in my my career largely i have been working you know with musicians that have some training but i'm definitely have thought about oh let's do some of these workshops for people that don't identify as musicians and it's cool to hear your experience already doing that and facilitating those experiences. But then it's, you know, wh- why is that the case? You know, in so many other cultures, everyone in the community plays music. It's just part of, um, mm-hmm. part of being in the, the, the community rather than some Western cultures. It just seems like, Oh, well, you know, the arts, they're just for the experts and the talented and the rest of us can can watch like exactly mm-hmm. how, how did that happen? And what can we do to break out of that? Cause it's not, you know, mm-hmm. that's not the, that doesn't have to be the natural way.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, things are. Yeah, and I think that um like even for myself as a musician, I had a sense of not not feeling like improvising was always accessible to me and and mm-hmm. having a bit of a model from the folk and pop world and and from the jazz world. I had a lot mm-hmm. of jazz players uh play on my uh first album mm-hmm. and it was amazing for me as a young musician to like see people, you know, working in like such an incredibly skillful ways. But I definitely had a model in my mind, despite having, like, a community improv for change, like, background with theater and things like that. But despite that, I kind of had this model musically of, like, the improviser as hired gun, right? Like, mm. like the kind of, like, um, extraordinary levels of skill. And and it seemed really, like, unachievable to me, if I'm honest. Like, it, it mm. seemed like it was a sort of... Um, it's i i knew of course that i could study and i could like i could work towards that but it also seemed like a very specific kind of skill that was not necessarily something that felt natural for sure yeah. <laughs> but that felt like accessible yeah
0: yeah absolutely and uh, yeah our next episode we're going to talk more about the what you yes. know, what is this podcast about what is improvisation so that's what you know what a lot of people have the view as and as i'm you know as a jazz musician we think of imp- improvising as you're going to stand up and play a solo and suddenly out of the sky some virtuosic melody will will just magically come out of the instrument so there's you know there's certainly that that type you know pl- the playing a solo type of improvisation but we're going to look at yeah other areas of improvisation in life i mean m- musically it could just be the spark of creativity that generates it could be you know as a songwriter the, the improvising could be jamming around with some ideas and then something comes out that becomes a more structured piece uh but also yeah that the improvisation in day-to-day life whether it's a conversation like this or um uh, i guess we gotta save that for the next episode but looking yeah more broad looking narrowly and broadly at what improvisation is in art and and life
1: yeah and well and also as part of the why mm-hmm. for the podcast right it's a bit of an an uh, and, and as you're saying, an on-air improvisation in the sense that, I mean, that's becoming more and more, more common, I think, right? People are more and more acquainted with this idea, right, of unscripted um, mm. conversations, like content creation, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I think that's, I think that is shifting. But um, part of the why is modeling some of that within conversations. And we have some other particular ideas down the road uh, for, mm-hmm. for things we can delve into. Um, but I think, for, too, the why is that um, <laughs> it kind of contradicts how I was saying it was so lonely for us. Yeah, yeah. So lonely improvising out there alone. Yeah. But um, I've also mean so lonely in terms of someone to just be like, hey, our, like, our improvising team. But I yeah. think, actually, on the flip side of that, you and I both know a lot of really interesting. Um, improvising folks (laughs) who who are both excited to have conversations with. And we thought, hey, maybe other people would also be excited to hear these conversations and explore some Mm -hmm. of these ideas.
0: Yeah. And maybe the lonely part even was just sort of like, you know, as we talk about facilitating some of these improvisation experiences for groups of people like, you know, as we get more Uh narrow into that niche in our own practice, it's like there's not tons of people doing this and everyone's doing it differently. And yeah, again, another reason to is the why there's some people I'd love to have some conversations with, in instead of just calling them up and you know get a lesson or you know pick their brains, like, well, come on our podcast, and you know, we'll be uh, mm-hmm. we'll be doing lots of learning and all, all kinds of amazing conversations with interesting people. So, yeah, mm-hmm. they, we'll have some some awesome guests,
1: mm-hmm. and, and also go ahead, oh, go
0: sorry, ahead. <laughs> no, go, go ahead on that, Yeah
1: um so often too um some of these experiences are very exactly that experiential like Mm. and and what everyone's what's going on for everyone in the moment doesn't always get like talked about in a kind of um reflective way like i you know you and i as facilitators both have an interest in that side of things Mm. and kind of the philosophy of it right but a lot of it is about doing the thing not talking Mm. about the thing um and it's uh it's powerful to have a space mm-hmm. for talking about the doing of the thing mm-hmm. and talking about kind of like the the emerging pedagogy of that, right? Mm-hmm. but and and um, how we find it useful for ourselves, for those around us mm-hmm. um, in our own lives. Um, but I think also comparing some of those differences, right? Like we come in we when we talk about that like loneliness of facilitation or of, of leading. In some ways it's like the least lonely thing. You get this energy from the pe- from from people who are trusting you. You're yeah. trusting them. It's like this really powerful exchange. In some ways it's like in some ways it's why I'm became interested mm-hmm. in ensemble work and in improv and in that sort of thing. Like I was saying partially through theater. Um in some ways it's so connected, so not lonely. But on the other hand, we're all kind of each having our individual experiences, right? And so like we're all kind of exploring like the risks and the benefits Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the kind of meaning in our own lives and our own artistic practice in the, in these ways that sort of ripple out, but don't always get, um, unpacked, right? We come together, Mm -hmm. we, we do these kind of extraordinary in a way, sometimes we, well, let's hope it's actually just like an everyday kind of extraordinary. But yeah. extraordinary that we're able to do these things, right? Mm-hmm. Come together and be creative in those ways. Um, but then it's like, you know, we each go and, and make our own spider webs and mm-hmm. like like how how does all that fit together?
0: Yeah. And the and sometimes we're on our own when it comes to again, if we're feel like engaging with other Music teachers, or people in the system, kind of saying, "Okay, well, why you know why this is valuable, why it's relevant, why it's important, even though it's kind of outside outside of the mainstream." So, mm-hmm.
1: so um, why is it, why is it valuable, relevant, and important? Oh. And oh, why no. is it outside of the mainstream? Oh,
0: <laughs> I don't know. That might be above my pay grade. uh Oh, okay. The "why" episode's getting deeper. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so much. Like, yeah. Well, um, maybe this will partially answer this, but um, yeah, what I wanted to touch on is you know what why you know why why are, why are we starting this thing we're, we're we're a bit busy folks with lots of other projects in the works you know uh, how many unfinished projects do we have between the two of us uh probably probably a lot like why are right. we prioritizing this um and this will get back to some of what what you were asking but for me there's this well this word that's come up in our conversation is alignment there's a bunch of values and and things that are all coming together like first of all for me like this these conversations are enjoyable like I like talking about these things with interesting people, you know, even if no one was listening, which is a good way to start a podcast because for a while, you know, it might be a while before lots of people are listening. But also, you know, this purpose that I mean, for me some of the why, why this is important to help, as I touched on before, musicians be more be more fully expressed as artists and individuals, but also connected with each other and being mm-hmm. having some more ownership over the creative process and what they're expressing that's such an important part of of the process. Uh and also this alignment, you know, we're both artists and independent business people, right? So as you're mm-hmm. touching on this idea of content creation, um, but there's a strategy for creating some interesting media, you know, this twenty with the technology, it really allows us to start our own media channel. You know, it's an opportunity, but it's something that should really seize upon. We don't need permission from a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but doing these types of things, it helps us. It can lead to more artistic or, you know, business opportunities in the future, mm-hmm. just like you know being able to share things like that ebook that I put together I was able to share it with you and then you know you saw so that we're on the same page with a lot of things and it led to led to this this connection mm-hmm. anyway that's part it's part of that purpose of this yeah this is important work but it's also you know it's also fun to do and strategically can help us yeah both in our careers which was part yeah part of the why and why you know and while well, we had some enthusiasm behind it and like well let's yeah let's get it rolling
1: yeah and having too like when you're like committing to your artistic practice teaching practice Mm -hmm. right and you're trying to bring like enthusiasm and heart to that every day but not just like there's enthusiasm and heart but you're also like trying to bring wind for the sails right like we're Mm placing sails, sales we need some wind you know and we're trying Mm -hmm. we're we're trying to keep that going um and having someone else that where where we amplify each other's values in that way Mm -hmm. right where it it becomes um not only our, our efforts in our um, businesses or careers or practices mm-hmm. or you know however communities how we frame that um, but taking the what we're doing and what we're we're kind of feeding uh try, try what we're trying to feed and nourish and bring up mm-hmm. right and um having you know having the fun of of bringing that together but also having the 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 bolstering and the the amplification of bringing that together i know when yeah. i see other folks doing good work um mm-hmm. i want to help them. right? (laughs) When you see someone doing good stuff, you want it to be easier for them. You want them to be able to reach more people. You want them Mm -hmm. to be effective, right? And so um, I want that for myself too. And I want that for you.
0: Please help us. Please help us, yeah.
1: (laughs) Please help us help each other live. And and actually you mentioned something in there really quickly. You're like musicians being better, which I consider I get that's another thing. Who is a musician? <laughs> when I say musicians, I mean it to mean all humans. <laughs> but I also mean it to be, you know, I I mean it pretty broadly. But um so uh be, helping people, let's say, mm-hmm. be more connected to themselves and more connected to each other. Mm-hmm. I might be paraphrasing your words mm-hmm. a little.
0: That's that's but good. But I
1: just want to say it again cuz you said it quickly, but I think there's like oh. so much there. For me at least, and I think I think that improvising because it it brings us into well actually from <laughs> they have studied this it helps yeah. us you know come into um the present moment more and have our inner critic our like inner judge kind of tone down a little so that we can access our creativity in different ways right and i think that that <laughs> and accessing that place can teach us a lot about ourselves but i think mm. also when we're not quite there yet In terms of like it's still uncomfortable we have not turned off our inner critic Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we're we're not like totally in that zone i was describing it i think and when i say we i mean as facilitators but also like you know for participants both musicians and people who don't consider themselves musicians but are trying out this improvising thing Mm -hmm. i think the process of trying to get there can teach us a lot and i think that process can be a model for other kinds of learning and other kinds of uh, like personal you know personal development and personal transformation um and we can kind of like it can be these little moments that are valuable Mm. in and of themselves but also really help contribute to our skills i feel just as people (laughs) Mm. um in terms of like creative skills and empathetic skills and communication, like things that aren't musical right but also contribute to the musical skills and contribute to those things we were talking about where oh it's sometimes the focus is all on skills and it's not on improvising but i think that yes, let's still do that, mm-hmm. but I think that the improvising can be incredibly supportive of that. It's not like a separate thing. It's not siloed, even though it's sometimes been treated that way. I think that mm-hmm. it can really be like a, a force for building and a force for kind of creating strong foundations um, and for, for building things up in interesting ways, both for that personal connection, but also for mm-hmm. communities and for cultural shifts and for just connecting with other people like in that in that kind of bigger way so that's one of the things that really excites me (laughs) is that in the pot in the podcast right like each of us having our our own practices i guess i'm saying each of us as if there's more than just you and i but like guests too but particularly like you and i having our own practices how those intersect you know what happens there how those can be amplified but also like within our practices and within ourselves Mm -hmm. right the kind of spiraling out of that like personal change and then like the larger kind of cultural shifts
0: yeah wow oh, i should okay i want that one to respond to i should have taken some notes that that's awesome but yeah the idea of people not associating themselves as music oh I'm, I'm not a i'm not a musician like we can work with certainly with non-musicians who haven't played before but some people that have some skill but they don't consider themselves oh i'm not worthy of the title of musician That had come up when I had a description for a workshop I was doing. Oh, yeah, this is for musicians doing this, and someone said, "Oh, careful! Like some people might not think they're good enough to have Mm -hmm. the title musician." I was like, "What? If you, you know, play or sing music, you're you're a musician." And as you said, everyone's a musician. But for me, maybe that's like the title of athlete or something. It's like, okay, I'm active and I go do this. Like, oh, but I'm not. I'm certainly not an athlete. You know, that's for yeah. You know, that's for the the elite level. Some people have that same that same thought about the the title musician
1: yeah and that's interesting right like am i an athlete (laughs) i don't know right like i kind of laughed at myself i would usually say like i would usually say no i would usually preface preface things by saying no right but at what point would i become an athlete like i does does that i I think that's
0: interesting because now that can give us the same feeling as other people might have about musicians you know
1: yeah totally and i and as i said i'm not I'm not saying let's take the skill of music and throw it out the window. Let's take musical skill and tradition and we don't need that. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I think that like sometimes how we've imagined music and how Mm -hmm. we've imagined being a musician and how we've imagined Mm -hmm. participating in music as a culture has become very strange in my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, like where people feel they give themselves permission and don't and, Mm and how we kind of, like, like pull back of like, oh, don't be thinking that I have skills or talent, yeah. I, you know, with air quotes or, um, or expertise or, you know, I find that people often really take a step back from, from that kind of ownership and participation mm-hmm. in that. Uh, and as you were saying, I think for, for both of us, we found that putting some of that ownership kind of volume it back to people, whether it's people that already mm-hmm. consider themselves musicians, or whether it's people who really don't and it's like hey here's an opportunity to try like Mm -hmm. instead of kind of saying oh i'm I'm really like (laughs) i'm really not a cook i will never touch food again (laughs) you know it's like it's like how can we how can we still respect skill Mm -hmm. and tradition and still build that but also make it possible to benefit from music more faster for folks because i think that the world needs that and i think the more Mm -hmm. we can help people enjoy life more and suffer less i want to do that <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah absolutely and when it comes to the skill yeah I'm not saying oh we should be doing improvising instead of skills well that can all be linked together for how we do de- you know how-, how we develop skills using that's something for a future episode this idea that i use with some students called you know goal-oriented play where it's mm-hmm. you know we're, we're we're playing and we're improvising but all around like building a specific skill and in some ways you can learn it more deeply You know, like language, when you're experimenting from all different all different angles, but Mm -hmm. uh, music is is interesting. Where you have you have artists who are very much, as maybe you've alluded to before, focused on very much on the skills and less on the creativity. Where it's maybe not the same with uh, with some some visual arts, where you're just working skill, 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 skill,
1: Hmm.
0: and there's less. You know, doing well. You know, I, I've known some. Actually, I've known some painters like that who are highly skilled at copying a photograph or something. But if it comes mm-hmm. to creating their own thing, you know, I've got. You know, yeah. I guess not the improvisation skills to, to, to try it. Or maybe with cooking, like you brought up, people that can follow a recipe and make great food. But I'm not a chef. You know, I couldn't create my own mm-hmm. my own recipe. So I guess there are some connections there.
1: Yeah, and I think about other art forms too, like comedy improv right and mm-hmm. um or comedy not improv <laughs> right or we think about you know like sketch comedy and yeah. um and i think that's i i know we're both interested in improv not only for music but mm-hmm. h- like what we can learn from other art forms and how other art forms uh approach approach it right and how like what the intersections are what the differences are uh yeah. and also using other art form like you were saying using theater games Mm-hmm. In music, right? Like just just crossover too, um, mm-hmm. and like how we can how we can bring in um, some of those mm-hmm. some of those other aspects to help us experience music a little mm-hmm. differently than we might otherwise.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and and things that's one reason I like drawing on that because some people are familiar with the improv improv games, sketch comedy, and bringing that into music it kind of makes it a little bit lighter. And you know, people have seen who whose line is it anyways. We can do that with music, and there's just less less pressure on people to somehow improvise some, you know, precious work of art. Like, hey, we're just we're, we're playing with some of these with some of these concepts. But, yeah, we can we can learn a lot from yeah, multidisciplinary.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think things. it helps that music isn't language. Well, <laughs> depending on who you ask music wait, is I'm going to pull that quote based. out.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but um, but um, that we can in some cases like music can be very infused with language but we can also kind of separate it from language a bit Mm -hmm. right and like in our school system Mm -hmm. we're very much rewarded for being um i learned a new word (laughs) hyperlexical whoa (laughs) for being you know like just very like very kind of focused on reading writing absorbing auditory information Mm -hmm. regurgitating auditory information and kind of uh you know, being able to produce very specific information at very specific times. Um, And that's Mm -hmm. kind of what we're rewarded for and what we're punished for not doing, right? Mm -hmm. And I think what can help with music is it can help open our minds to, you know, a greater spectrum of possible correct answers, right? A Mm -hmm. greater spectrum of possibility, but also just a greater spectrum of process, right? Like how we might go about things um, in a way that, well, for me, at least, I mean, I think once we kind of step out from t- traditional musical structures, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're already doing something that's new for a lot of people. And so we can kind of stretch our perceptions of sound and stretch our, pers- our awareness, right, of like wh- where we're b- actually bringing our awareness to sounds around us and, and, and the details of that and, and how space and time, you mm-hmm. know, like what... like how how long things take and what is fast and slow um and i think it can scramble people's brains in a good way right like music is so incredibly stimulating to our brains in multiple ways Mm. it can really put us in uncomfortable places but in really like interesting places to um mentally yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah. uh yeah to put it well again okay little pins for for new episodes (laughs) but the idea of um one thing I just want to touch on: that music is a language. and Music isn't a language, like or, you know, <laughs> how, how does that work? But uh, Charles Lim, who we we'll probably talked about, he's a uh, researcher and uh, um, I forget what his title is in the, in the medical field. But he he took some improvising. He took improvising jazz musicians and like freestyle rappers and stuck them in fMRI. Oh, wait, what's MRI machines? fMRI yeah. is that, yeah. is, that the, is that the right machine? And seeing what's going on in the brain as they were improvising versus playing playing something that was already previously composed versus improvising and seeing what their brain. And so the language centers of their brain that for syntax, like the structure of language mm-hmm. was lighting up like a Christmas tree or a menorah, yeah. whatever. But then the part of the language center that was semantics or literal meaning was just not lit up at all. So uh, the literal meaning mm-hmm. wasn't lit up. So it's, it's kind of interesting that it's got one language center firing on all cylinders and the other totally dormant so yeah yeah and
1: and then on the other hand like music with lyrics which is like Mm -hmm. so much a part of our culture then becomes a whole (laughs) a whole other thing or like you know as you know poet as a poet right thinking about how like how those aspects interact and I was thinking as I was talking right and I was like oh music can open doorways because it can be so unstructured and like meanwhile I'm thinking it can also be the opposite though and Mm -hmm. that's an that's an interesting thing in terms of like why this, why this podcast is, mm-hmm. like, for us, our ideas of sound, music, creativity, improvisation, process, like, we each have certain ideas of, like, what mm-hmm. that encapsulates, right? But for a lot of people, music means the radio, mm-hmm. you know? Like, music means pop music on the radio, and for other folks, music means church music, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like for a lot of people, music is something very specific in their life, of the time, you know, Um, and then on the other hand (laughs) Mm -hmm. we can do these other very stretchy bendy things with it that kind of take it uh, like very outside Mm -hmm. of those kind of specific structures, but I think it can be very interesting people like people's ideas around what sounds good, what sounds bad, right, and um, like for for both musicians and Mm non-musicians, right, like what's allowed
0: Absolutely. And, yeah. and with those other, I guess and a lot of what we'll be getting at is more about process rather than what the outcome's going to be, I mean, even stylistically. So I play in plenty of, uh, you know, eclectic, weird, improvised Situations, but even if we're talking about music on the radio, you know, there's improvisation based on yeah. what the producer is doing in the moment to make that out, or the songwriting, those moments of improvisation in a church, the organ player mm-hmm. could be highly improv you know, keeping keeping the piece going because the communion line's longer than usual. So there's like yeah. elements embedded into uh into all of that, which is which is interesting. So this isn't just going to necessarily be about improvisers, you know. Performing improvised music that will be that will be part of it But there's yeah how it, it's embedded into all these other traditions as well.
1: It's funny you say yeah. that Because I have been at the piano oh, <laughs> improvising to the communion line, oh. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing that exact thing which is interesting for me because when I started doing um, sacred music church music mm-hmm. I thought it was Like nothing to do with improvisation in terms of, I thought the types of skills it was demanding of me were kind of frightening, (laughs) you know, in terms of, in terms of sight reading and things like that. Um, You know, and in terms of wanting to be very precise in this very particular scenario, which was not my, not my background. I I didn't have a background as an accompanist, Um, but I learned that so much more of it actually was about improvising and uh, that, yeah, that, that was definitely an interesting Learning. Yeah, I imagine for, keeping the uh, keeping me. the
0: choir together or someone skips a verse and or half a verse and then you just roll you know
1: Yeah s- roll with it. And improvise like like there's there's so much like utility in that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes in our culture, like we again, like we kind of like think like improvising is this, you know, like like music performance is that. Not necessarily for you and I, but mm-hmm. for kind of like if pe- mm-hmm. like the average person the average musician so to speak but um is actually like quite integrated in so many things coming back to the idea that like babies and kids naturally improvise right and like part of my mission is to just get grown-ups comfortable with just being musical with kids more mm-hmm. <laughs> just like not just being there with the kids in that moment and kind mm-hmm. of just having that serve and return relationship because the kids will do it naturally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they'll enjoy yeah. it a lot more and they'll do it a lot more if they have grown ups who feel good about being a part of that.
0: Yeah, it's the grown ups who have the, the hang ups. Yeah. It's uh yeah, I was just when I was at this festival last week doing some workshops and University of Idaho the Lionel Hampton Jazz festivals, talking about this process, just being able to Experiment. You know, we're 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 scientists. We're going to gather data and try some things. And you know, you can see some people just—they're so conditioned to get it right. You know, you have a quiz coming up. You've got to get ten out of ten. You've got to be, you know, be being mistake-free is what we need mm-hmm. to do. Which isn't how, you know, which isn't how children learn. It's not how, you know, there's so much about the learning process—that's this embodied way of learning things and trying it from from different angles and failing and then getting mastery over time. And this is this is one this is one of those things that we learn this way rather than the here's what you need to learn you need to get it you need to get it right so that's going to be yeah a huge part of what we're we're talking yeah about going, going and forward. and
1: it, totally the trying things out and it doesn't always work right and that like that can be such a huge part of it and if, if like we need to allow space for that mm-hmm. in learning i think because yeah. in other contexts we give kids and people more space for trying and failing i think right like if you're I'm gonna to start to use athletic uh, metaphors like that—that that I don't have intimate acquaintance with in my be- lived being experience. Being an athlete,
0: po- poet, and athlete, Lauren Best, having—I uh, <laughs>
1: don't—having don't, having very rarely shot yeah. hoops. Yeah. I will say that, <laughs> that shooting hoops, you aren't expected to make every single one.
0: <laughs> We're gonna cut that one out. That'll be the. <laughs> A little nugget been, to post on I've, Twitter. Yeah.
1: I've been using these kinds of uh, mm-hmm. like examples for people, right? Like, do we teach kids sports? by telling them about the sport one-to-one with an adult for a half hour every week and getting them to practice one-on-one with that adult and then hoping that they want to play that sport with other kids down the line. Like, no, they're playing that sport without even playing the game, with just having a ball. Then they're playing it, like, in gym class and they're playing it in recess Mm -hmm. and they're maybe playing it in, like, a league, but they're Mm -hmm. doing it, like, with each other in this really messy, like, organic way. And maybe they're also being side coached, but parents aren't like oh i'm not signing my kid up for soccer because we just can't practice every day and it's just been too stressful to try to do 20 minutes of soccer practice every single day so i guess we're not going to play on the soccer team this year because it's just yeah. too much of a commitment for us it's like whoa <laughs> it, it's, it's all right like your five-year-old is still gonna like develop in soccer <laughs> without like <laughs> really like cracking down on practice yeah. and kind of i value practice obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> but also i value like kind of organic approaches to mm-hmm. learning that can make it really accessible for people both for kids and and for adults too mm-hmm. yeah wow yeah <laughs> right. i think so, it's important uh,
0: yeah absolutely well one other yeah one other why question i wanted to get to i guess before we mm-hmm. wrap up for this one is you know why steve and lauren like what why, why is it why are we the ones to lead this conversation instead of
1: mm-hmm.
0: instead of someone else that was something you brought up one of our calls like why, why us <laughs> why even though, us? why 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 us you know i'll even kick i'll even uh take a take a stab at this one i mean partly is because well we, we don't we don't have to have, have have permission so you know why not we can anyone can start a media channel now so we don't why you know because because we can and, and here we are but you know we're really committed to this conversation and you know, the the people around it and willing to do this work and and produce the show. So, you know, so here we are. But we're not being not trying to position ourselves as like the gurus, but hopefully you can learn, you know, from the experience and expertise that we do have, but really help connect some people together, get some uh, some amazing guests on here and help to build, you know, this, I guess, the the land of misfit toys.
1: Yeah, I was going to I, I was thinking like we both have a um a desire to kind of do things and do them right. But in terms of by that I mean like in terms of doing things like with heart and with mm-hmm. thoughtfulness and with um like concern for <laughs> concern for respecting each other like you know the participants, right? Like like in an activity and just like in terms of bringing that um uh like like that kind of lineage of caring that i think for me matters a lot as a as a teacher facilitator coach um Mm. educator kind of in terms of like designing art right like how it impacts people like that matters because why why else would we do it (laughs) but also i think it's because we're um off the wall Uh, what's another word uh uh risk tolerant. um it's uh I'll come back to it, but you yeah, know, we okay. are we are willing <laughs> yeah. to jump into a fairly large, undefined creative endeavor with yeah. someone who we met a couple months ago yeah. and to record it all mm-hmm. and <laughs> reveal it. Have you ever yeah. been a pod a podcast host before?
0: Have I have I been a podcast host? Well, it's funny you should mention it. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a bonus episode when you get to hear our my secret podcast.
1: Yeah, like but neither kid. of us, neither of us have done a a podcast about improvising before. Oh, you oh know? no, yeah, no, enough, we're yeah. not we're not here as like as experts in kind of a singular way, and I think mm-hmm. we're both interested in the, the kind of messiness of that, right? Of mm-hmm. of jumping into something pretty new, <laughs> you know, after like not a not a whole lot of um, like it, like you know, we're not bringing. 10 years of backstory playing music mm-hmm. together right like we're kind of we're kind of f- a bit fresh <laughs> mm-hmm. to, to working together and we're, we're bringing whoever wants to come in with us mm-hmm. on that journey yeah kind of kind of in with it uh and i think the messiness partially is like the the differences and similarities in our own experiences with improvisation and our own experiences with like with teaching Um, and facilitating that, which I know we're going to get into in a future episode Mm -hmm. with more of like the deeper who's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the, the, The you know, like where a little more detail, about where we came from and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and our interests, um, behind it. I know something you said earlier made me think of, oh, you were talking about experimenting, like being scientists, experimenting. I think that's, that's like the improv. Some folks think of like improv is just making things up which is kind of true but <laughs> but yeah. often in an improv we're not just making things up in a totally mm-hmm. open-ended way like there's always some structure within that right and there's sometimes mm-hmm. a lot of structure within that and layers of structure mm-hmm. within that you know but yet there's also we're still making things up
0: <laughs> hey you know what that's a good teaser for the next episode which is the what episode from, yeah, from yeah, the why yeah. what yes. is improvisation what is this podcast about um, but one thing I wanted to touch on, yeah, you yeah. mentioned, you know, giving yourself structures to be able to fail. You yeah. Know? That's why, are we committing to this podcast for every week for 10 years? No, we're doing a pilot and okay, let's see how it feels after the pilot. You know what I mean? We're giving ourselves our own structure for failure. It's like, oh, if this doesn't vibe or doesn't work, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, we're we're trying to model the model the process. I'm like, okay, let's give this thing a go and, you know, yeah, see, and, st- and see what happens.
1: Totally. And structures for getting feedback. So like... You know, we're 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 planning. <laughs> I, I don't like. I'm I'm thinking of how this applies in other things, right? Like you mm-hmm. plan a certain amount of structure, you plan a certain amount of not structure, mm-hmm. you know, and then you repeat the experiment and you see uh you see what you change and and with this with doing it as a podcast and recording it, we're able to. Uh, n- I mean, we know our own perspectives. We're mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we're getting to know each other's perspectives mm-hmm. more, but bring in uh bring in more from other folks um outside of that and uh yeah. and explore some different aspects of it yeah yeah
0: Cool. yay <laughs> all right hey episode one in, in the bag <laughs> i think that's a good a good spot to leave it we obviously obviously have a lot more to talk about in the coming episodes in the next yeah se- our first season of, of pilot episodes so yeah to connect connect with us more uh you can check out the infiniteimprovisation.com website join the join the newsletter and you can get connected with our online community and some downloads my ebook we were mentioning earlier about create creativity and some prompts and ways to be more creative in your music practice
1: Woohoo! Uh, woohoo. go forth and improvise Uh, yeah okay (laughs)